0: Icebreaker, how sad are you about the current Jaguar situation? I mean, you can't just like, I mean, we're about to try to give hope to people. (laughs) You can't just crush my spirit and then expect me to be able to pour out of a broken vessel. (laughs) (laughs) To answer your question, I start every NFL season saying I'm ready to be hurt again. (laughs) And they rarely let me down. All right, so this past Sunday, I wasn't there. I had the flu. For those of you who uh, who are in the building or those of us who watched it online or listen on the radio, you know that we talked about John 6, uh, verses 1 through 14, and it's the story of where Jesus is preaching. He's been preaching for numerous days, and he's got a crowd of probably about 15 000 to 20,000 people there who all need to be fed. Pastor Dave did a really good job of, of kind of going through what were the different options as uh, <laughs> as Jesus asked, what. Well, are we going to do about this? What ends up happening is he uses a little boy's lunch, uh, just a few loaves of bread and fish, and he ends up multiplying it to feed not only this gigantic crowd of like 15, 20,000. I mean, they've got barrels of leftovers at the end. It's this extraordinary picture of how God really is not confined by our circumstances. He is capable of providing whatever we need or whatever he needs to accomplish what he needs to accomplish, independent of how things are going or how our resources are looking or any of that stuff. What Pastor Dave was doing was challenging us to not just see God as a miracle worker though, but as an everyday consistent provider. I think that what he did was he was encouraging us to see the miracle in this story as a spark for our faith and a catalyst for us to live a life of generosity. I'm sure like many of us as an adult, I have learned that I'm not as good with money as I probably should be. But I've also found we've been in situations similar to what Pastor Dave talked about and mentioned where I've got the spreadsheet for the budget up for the month and the needs outweigh the (laughs) what we've got. But then the month goes along and bills that could not have been paid did get paid. And these things that we need were just miraculously provided. And it's one of those things that I can't explain and any of us who have ever experienced anything like this, whether it's in a monetary type way or in other kind of ways. It's impossible to explain it without Jesus. I think that as believers, we know that God is in control in the hard times of our life, regardless of what we're facing. I think for me, in this specific area, the the idea of viewing God as a provider, it's always tethered to viewing God as a father. I don't know that that's necessary for every one to have those things like at the same time. But I think that for me, it really allows my brain and my heart to understand it and to latch on to it and to trust him. And we have really neat promises in the Bible, like in 2 Corinthians uh, 6.18, we have this beautiful verse, or it says, And I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty we're promised. and there. I mean, there are tons other verses where God just, he talks about us as his children, and he talks about himself as our father. And I think that that idea is just really, really significant. I don't know how many of you would know this, but I did not grow up with my dad in the picture. He was in and out of jail, um, struggled a lot with alcohol and drug addictions and things like that. And he ended up passing away uh, many years ago due to complications with that lifestyle and and the the hard impact it tends to have on your body. But I did not lack a role model to show me what a provider would look like. I was raised by my grandma, who I affectionately call Granny, and she was always just so selfless um, in the way that she provided over the years. And I think that I am aspiring to be, probably struggling to aspire to be (laughs) a similar example to my wife and kids that she was to me. But another thing that I did for a long time is I worked for a nonprofit organization called World Help. What we did as an organization was we tried to provide practical help like food, clothing, just those necessary resources you need to sort of live and survive, but then also hope with the gospel. One of the the main leaders at World Help, she had this saying that has always stuck with me. And she said that the greatest weapon of poverty is that it removes people's choices. I think that's a really eye-opening phrase because it really does bring into focus the idea that when you are poor, you just don't have the same access to things that would help you to feel like you can get out from under the difficult things in your life that you do if you have more um, and and more resources available. But what's interesting is that the beauty of a story like this feeding of the, the, the many thousand in John 6 or even the gospel itself is that the things that we really need, we do not ever lack access to them, whether that's kindness or compassion or strength or boldness or wisdom or love or hope or peace or humbleness or holiness, these attributes that God displays for us as a father figure and as a parental figure in our lives, these are things that are accessible regardless of where we're at financially. And they're things that are accessible to us as we love and we follow Jesus one of the things that i want to leave us with this week try to view god as a father i think that if you view god as a father then the idea of viewing him as a provider and a protector won't feel quite as foreign it it really humanizes those ideas for me you know having the faith to believe in jesus and to believe that he's going to provide for me in all the ways that I need in order for me to be able to turn around and be generous to others. That's all rooted in me viewing him as this loving father. And so I would encourage you this week, Crossroads, as you're going throughout your week, just try to view him that way. Uh, If you need access to scriptures, it's really easy to find them in the Bible of where God talks about himself as a father, shows himself to be a loving father. And I would encourage you to maybe grab on to some of those verses this week. If you're the kind of person that tries to memorize scripture and stuff like that, I mean, maybe. write write a few of those verses on a note card and carry them with you. I I do that kind of stuff. I used to do it even more where I would pick a verse for for a week or something, write it on a card, make sure it was in my pocket every day so that I could access it numerous times throughout the day. The biggest thing I'll leave you with is this. If you are a believer in Jesus and a follower of Christ, then just remember this isn't our home and so if you're in a place where you have plenty or if you're in a place where you're wanting remember that this is not what is meant to be our eternity our eternity is with God it's fully provided for and it's accessible as a gift because of the price that Jesus paid on the cross as you go this week live in that grace and that provision that God provides for us and I think that you'll find yourself to be very cared for very blessed and loved hope you have a great rest of your week looking forward to seeing everybody on Sunday, and uh, that's it. So, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, So, goodbye. <laughs>